no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we will break down the Bears' Week 17 matchup against the Packers with the print of the show, True Biscuits and Gravy, and much more. Hey, Dub, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, Press. How are you? It's fucking Packers week, son. Yeah, it's a big week, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a big week, man. How you feeling about everything? You feeling good over there? I'm a little nervous, though, but I hope we can pull it out. <laughs> What you nervous about, man? You nervous about the new year? Or you nervous about the game? Which one? What you got? I'm, ner- I'm nervous about the game, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, um, man. Before I get into the show, man, I um, and I know I talked to you about this uh, uh, late last night, but uh, I wanted to let our audience know that um, I lost someone uh, very close to me yesterday uh, to COVID. It's an individual that was a coach and a mentor to me when I was coming up. Somebody that just you know. Kind of helped me when I was younger, man, when I was like out here fucking around and doing stupid shit. Just one of those guys in the neighborhood in the community that saw promise in kids and definitely uh, encouraged them through sports and through uh, academics to, you know, kind of rise above the nonsense and the pettiness. So I just want to give a shout out to Donnie Kirksey, who uh, passed away from COVID. Rest in peace. Uh, he was a, a mentor, a coach, but better yet, just a great man and uh, definitely gone too soon. And I'm definitely going to miss you. And I remember all the conversations that we had over the years. Uh, I actually saw him uh, a dub a year ago. Man, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy, man. Just uh, you have to the way I'm, I'm trying fighting to kind of just get my words together. But you have to make sure that you give people their flowers while they're here. Um, right. We have to definitely make sure as as people that we're kind to one another because you never know, you know. And 2020 continues to take things from us, but uh, I just want to dedicate this episode to him because he was one of the many people that are responsible for me being a positive person out here in this world. So just wanted to give a shout out to him and his family during this hard time. Absolutely, man. I'm sorry for your lost prayers and I'm sorry for the, for his family members and uh, other friends as well who uh, took a big loss. So um, yeah, this COVID thing, man, is very real out here. I mean, I want to send my condolences to anyone who's lost a family member to, to that or a friend or a loved one because it is serious out here. And it's very important that we, like you said, show love to each other while we're here because you never know when that time comes. So again, my condolences to you, your friends and family members, man, who all suffer a big loss. No, I appreciate that, fam. I appreciate that, man. But without further ado, man, we're going to get into this show. We're going to get the vibes going. We got my boy Ira here, Trubiscus and Gravy pulling up with us. Ira, talk to him, baby. Perez, hey, Dub, what's going on, y'all? Man, it's been a minute, man. How you feeling, bro? It's been a while, man. First and foremost, you know, I've been going through some stuff, too. So to hear your story about that gentleman, that that's seems like every time we turn something on, Twitter, news, whatever, we're always losing good people. And it, yep. it's, 
it's definitely serious. You know, don't believe those other people wear a mask. Rest in peace. I'm sorry for your loss, man. No, and I appreciate that, man. And I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted me to address that, but I know you've kind of had some hard times too. Uh, you doing better with everything when you're in, man? Uh, yeah. You know, I, first off, I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. A few other people on Twitter, you know who you are. Really appreciate that. Like anything, you're, you're down for a couple of days, but then you, you look around perspective and you realize there's a lot of people that have it a lot worse. So you just count your blessings and, and keep moving forward. It's the only thing you can do. No, that's Absolutely. all you can do. Yep. How was the holidays, man? Did you uh, get that gift wrapping us situation cleared up? Oh my God. Mama Duke's coming in the clutch, man. You saw that on Twitter? Yes, sir. Oh man. What an idiot move. What an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I Matt nagged the situation. I just wasn't prepared at all. <laughs> horrible frame of mind. It was bad. Yeah, it came, it, it all came together. There you go. That's all that matters, man. And, awesome. and uh, Yep, that's all that matters, man. I'm, I'm, and thinking about this with the holidays, me and Ada, we've talked about this a lot over the last week or so. And for us, man, we just we said, you know what, man, we got to shut it down with the podcast, with work, and really had we focused in on that family time, man, because this year has probably been, man, one of the toughest years of my life. You know what I mean? And you know, I'm still a young guy, but this shit here, man, was it was rough all the way around. So having that time with the family over the holidays, man, that was it was great, man. I was able to unplug and just kind of have some of that time just to kind of reflect on all of the things that we've been through, man. So, you know, to hear your story of, you know, kind of what you were telling us last week and A-Dubs had his own things that's been going on. So it's just been all the way around. Everywhere you talk, turn and anybody you talk to, everybody has their ordeals that they've had to face this year. So, you know, it's For been sure. good to have that holiday time where we were able to kind of unwind a little bit. Everyone uh, needs a break, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially you guys after putting on that great contest and after – you know, people don't realize what, how much time this takes you guys to put on for everybody. So thank you guys. You guys deserve the break. I'm glad to hear you had a good Christmas. Man, I appreciate you even saying that because you're right, man. Like the content piece is one thing, but that contest of like wrangling people together to schedule that stuff, man, that shit was hard, bro. <laughs> you see, we didn't do one for December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, a lot of work there. <laughs> I didn't see this past weekend. Did anyone uh, win the Richard Dent contest yet? No, cousin Heidi almost won it, man. She had a, she what what was she had forty one to ten was her prediction, and that last second Glennon uh, touchdown ruined it for her, man. Isn't she such a sweet person, by the way? See, that's that's the queen of Bears Twitter right there, man. I tell you, I hope I agree. I hope she wins it. Yeah, I do. We were actually pulling for her. We don't do that in these contests. I'm like, man, I don't really care who wins. But with that one, I was like, oh, man, come on, Glennon. Show us who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but we're, uh, we're going to run that one back again on, uh, on Sunday. So details to come for any of our listeners. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, we got multiple giveaways this week, man. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah. It's still Christmas time for me at A-Dub, man. We got a lot of shit to give out. Yep. <laughs> Y'all just keep dishing it out week after week, man. <laughs> we keep the hits coming, man. We listen, any dollars that we get in this podcast, man, we reinvest it right back into it. So, yes, man, sir. Incredible. Really is. So, man, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of your thoughts, man, on the season so far, man. I mean, obviously, you know, we see Bears Twitter. It's had a lot of ups and downs, man. What have been some of your thoughts on this season? And for you, what's been your favorite moment so far? With this season in particular, it's 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 really been a roller coaster. You, you can point to so many moments, and I think it it's it makes me feel better. I'm an emotional fan mostly. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I am. Um, it's good to see that other people feel the same way as me. 
and when it comes down to this week in particular, I'm so torn because a I always root for the Bears to win. Right. Won't tell anybody how to, how to fan. Everybody can fan differently, but I don't want Nagy back. I don't want Ryan Pace back. And a win guarantees they come back. It's bittersweet. I want to win, but um, the best moment of this season. The fact that they've finally discovered that David Montgomery is alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That is how a really many, good one. How many weeks were we asking for that? Man, majority, majority of the season, bro. Even when um, even when Mitch came back against the Packers, when Montgomery went over 100 yards, he still had 11 carries in that game, right? Texans game, too. You know, he mm-hmm. broke off that 80-yard run and got, I think, 10 or 11 more carries that day on, the, yep. on a 20-point lead. Yeah, we, we talk about it. We talk about it all the time out here, man. It's just criminal with Nagy. And, and, and you brought up a really good point because if I look at this thing and we brought it up on our previous episode, Mitch coming back and, and getting the job done down the stretch, if he leads us to the playoffs, Matt Nagy's probably going to be back here as head coach next year. And that kid's not only saved the season, but he's also saved Nagy's job. <laughs> yeah. And, the and other how thing, ironic, right? How ironic. You know, Foles yeah. is his guy, and, and, and Mitch is going to be the one to save his ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other part is uh, we discovered Bill Lazor and what he able to do. So it's kind of when, you know, some good things came out of all this. So was that with, for you, uh, A-Dub, is that like kind of your best moment when Bill Lazor took over play calling? Yeah, I, I would say that it got to be my best moment because um, from that standpoint, we have to see what Mitch can do. We finally seen someone really operate towards his strengths and also utilize some of the weapons that we have. I mean, like you said, Montgomery got a chance to shine. A-Rob is eating pretty good. They got my boy Money Moon out there now looking good. So that's good to see. <laughs> He's actually been money lately, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. He's so much farther ahead than than what Anthony Miller is right now. It's It's unbelievable. And what is this? Is this Anthony Miller's third year in the league? Third year, yeah. Yeah. He looks like a rookie sometimes out there, bro. Don't remind us. <laughs> and it's a rough return, too, which I actually thought he was halfway decent at. He, he actually was. He actually was. It still scares me when he gets back there because he's got brutal shoulder. But, I mean, he 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 turns the ball up the field, man. He looks really explosive in that role. Yeah, he's like he has some good hands out there, too. When he's doing punt return, looks pretty comfortable right there doing it. So I'd like to see him do more of it if we could. Yep. So, A-Dub, and I'm going to kick this over to Ira, too, when, when you're done touching on this. So, in the open, you brought up the fact that you were nervous about this game. What makes you so nervous, man? You see how the first time it happened, right? The first game we played against them didn't go so well. I mean, it looks like we had all of our meltdown during that particular game. Everything that could possibly went wrong went wrong in that game. So, I'm kind of nervous from that standpoint because I know the Packers have been playing very well lately. And we've been playing very well lately as well. But we just don't know the unknown, right? The unknowns is really, you know, got me a little scared because they've been very tough this year. And I know we're tough too, you know, lately. It's just, again, it just put a lot of pressure out there on both teams, especially us. Well, I would say one thing, and I'm going to want to get Iris' thoughts on this. I think we're a different ball club than we were in week 12. But to your point, you're right. Um, in that week 12 game, we had costly turnovers, right? And you can't have yes. that. The defense, that was the first a game where they started this decline where they've basically been fucking up, right? Right, right. And then, like you said, on offense, three turnovers. You can't turn the ball over against Aaron Rodgers in that offense because it's like game over. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think A-Dub, you know, he brought up the fact of week 12. That's still fresh in my mind, too. Um, I don't, as much as a Mitch hater, as people will claim I am, I don't even put that loss on Mitch in the offense. That game was over midway through the second quarter, primarily. Right. And 
And going back to the main question, like what scares you most? Aaron Rodgers, MVP level this year. 40 uh, touchdowns. He may win it this year. Three and 18 against them the last 21 meetings. And then I saw an interesting stat from Mark Potash today. Potash, however you say his name. Potsy. Yeah, Potsy. We're, we're four and 17 in the last month of the season against Rodgers and Favre. So December or January games. Yikes. Four and That's seven. ugly. And the three, yeah. three of those four wins have come against Packers teams that were under 500. That's what scares me is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They, we cannot play that soft-ass Pagano coverage. Uh-oh. None, of that, none of that cover Uh-oh. three shit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Chuck, uh, Coach Koo on, on Twitter, good follow. Y'all need to follow him. Yeah, uh, we're, 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 we're tuned in with him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah. He made that point, too. You cannot play off the ball off these receivers. You just no. can't. Well, in that Week 12 matchup, uh, Devontae Adams actually didn't really have a Devontae Adams game. We held him to 61 yards. I was going to ask you guys, in this matchup, do we think the Fuller should just be basically following Adams wherever he goes? And then another thing I'm wondering, should Eddie Jackson and one of the safeties kind of cheat over just to kind of like take him out of the game? Because me personally, I would prefer one of the other Packers receivers to beat us and not just allow Adams just to fucking get loose. Oh, yes. That's a Belichick move right there to say, hey, put your best quarterback on the best wide receiver. Stay with him the whole time frame because, I mean, he killed Buster String. You know, you know that last game didn't do well with him. So I, I would say you're right, Perez. I would agree with that standpoint if we can do that. That would be awesome. Especially if Jalen Johnson's out, I think Fuller has to follow him. Right. Uh, like you mentioned, some safety te- uh, help over the top necessary. Let Alan Lazard beat you. Let MVS beat you. Yep. Uh, anybody- Equinemius, whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just you're yeah. not going to beat me with Devontae Adams. No, because you saw what he did to the Titans, and that fool Devontae Adams almost lost me the championship in fantasy football. I was up by 52 points. That fool had 43 points. I'm like, can you guys cover him? <laughs> one handed, one handedly beat almost, dude. Adoree Jackson. I was like, dude, if I hear this guy's name one more time on this broadcast, dude, I'm like, get him off of this guy. <laughs> Did you all see my Twitter experience last night for the Bills game? No, what happened, bro? All right, my my big money league, thousand bucks on the line. I okay. was up by fifty two. Okay, which is weird that you were also up by fifty two. Yep, yep. I had Cole Beasley. Okay, you think I hate Taysom Hill, Cole Beasley? I hope you have <laughs> diarrhea tonight. I hope. Okay. I had Explosive. <laughs> and because he shit on the field last night, that's what he did to me last night. So I had Cole Beasley. It was up by fifty. He had Josh Allen. I lost by one point oh four. Wow! Are you serious? Dead Ouch! And insult to injury, it's PPR. So all I needed yep. was one catch after they pulled Allen. They yep. threw it to Beasley, and he gets hurt, doesn't make the catch, I lose. The person I was going up against that had Devontae Adams had Beasley going yesterday. Beasley, you got nothing to, to worry about because you've had a great season. You guys are going to the playoffs. Right. Just rest. Just rest, please. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> For every oh, man, sucker I, like me, there's a winner like you, so congratulations, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's been a good month, man. It's been a good month. Um, yes, sir. So looking at this matchup, uh, A-Dub, I want to ask you real quick, what are, what are one of your keys for us beating the Packers? And then, Ira, I want you to kind of chime in when the A-Dub's done. One of the keys to um, beat them, um, I, I say Mitch has to avoid turnovers because I think, you know, Ira hit it right on the head earlier that those turnovers that, that came in the first half really hurt us badly. I mean, we got down pretty quickly against them, and those turnovers really um, hurt us. So if Mitch can stay out of, the, out of trouble from that standpoint, 
not turn the ball over, I think that gives us a, a chance as well to try to win this game. Yeah, I mean, we were down 27 to three after that fumble that he lost. So you're right. And that was like in the second quarter of the game. And at that point, it felt like the game was already over, you know? Right. Exactly. So we can't have those turnovers because, um, again, like, you know, they come back to bite you. I agree with A-Dub. I mean, the turnover battle, always huge. Lovey Smith used to preach on that. And I think it, it's so true. Um, my big thing for this Sunday is is ball control. You know, yes. the, the less you can have Rodgers on that field, the the the, the better. Yeah, dude, those limit his possessions, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, mine uh is 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 with Devontae Adams. Whatever we did in week 12, where he wasn't the one to hurt us, I want that to be the, the game plan again uh on Sunday. Whatever we have to do there. Because we all saw what he did on Sunday night football, and that guy arguably is the best receiver in the game. Route running for him, the way he releases off the line of scrimmage. If we do any of that fucking free release bullshit with a guy like that. It's game over. We're going to have to get some hands on that guy and and kind of interrupt his routes. Yeah, man, because once he touched the ball, it's like he's going to catch it. <laughs> I mean, he's accurate with those hands. So you got to really, like you say, press, play physical with him. Yeah, he's a monster, bro. And my thing is, Cal Fuller's physicality matches up with a guy like that. And so that's why I'm like, man, we need to go old school. Remember when DBs like follow, like a Deion Sanders, he was going to check Jerry Rice, right? What right. happened to that? If you're a number one corner... Let this guy go head up with the number one receiver. Like, that's the type of NFL that I miss, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Prez, because what you see Adams does at times, he'll go to the slot. And when he goes to the slot, your best cornerback may be off of him. But you, like you said, if we keep our best cornerback on him, you know, at all times, then guess what? If he goes to the slot, you go to the slot. <laughs> you know, this switch positions, you know? So I think from that standpoint, you make, it, you make a great point. If we can do the old school football, Hey, bring this back to the 80s, <laughs> 90s, early 90s, whatever. Let's go with that. That dude, he's having a monster season, man. A monster season. I agree. Kelly and, and Vildor on him in the slot. That's that's terrifying right there. Especially, Scary. And I'll, and I'll say this, Ira. I, I was saying on our recap episode that while Buster Screen has been abused all season, I still would prefer him out there Sunday than Shelly. And I know some Bears fans may you know disagree with that, but... I just always think that you could benefit from having a veteran guy out there. What, what are some of your thoughts there, I guess, with some of those guys that have been out? So this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion. I, I don't think Buster Screen is the best slot corner, but people don't realize how hard it is to play that position. You know, you're covering the middle of the field. You're covering the outsides. You're going two different directions. You don't have a sideline to help you. It's really, really hard. I think Buster Screen's average. I'd rather see him than Shelly or Ray. a lot for sure. And, and with Pagano, too, touching back to what you said earlier, you know, with the free release, part of the reason that I heard that he was not, you know, pressing guys and taking chances and sending as many blitz packages as, as he should be is because they were afraid to give up the big play because they knew the offense was so inept. A, the offense has come alive. And then B, what you're doing right now is not working. You're still giving up the big plays. So you, you still are. Yep. Press them. Right. them. You know, get, get creative on that line. There's some talent up front there. Dude, this this we we talk about this all the time on the show. This is this defense has some dogs, right? And it's like you're keeping these guys caged instead of turning them loose. I mean, I don't understand why we don't blitz Roquan Smith more. Right. I, I, yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> and this is what we found out. I didn't know he was that good in the blitz. Either. I didn't because we haven't seen it all year till recently. I was like, man, this guy can blitz like he's doing, can read plays. Let's let Roquan Smith loose. So I think we're holding him back. Well, we, we saw it last season. I mean, you remember the Packers game where he was blitzing and he was sacking the shit out of Rodgers, you know? So 
he has that in his game. I just don't know why they won't scheme and let him do what he does best. And he's right. so quick, too. So yeah, quick, I, man. Yeah, man. We got some good guys, like you said, Perez, on this defense. I mean, we got Mack. You got Roquan Smith, right? We got Hicks. We got so many guys on defense to where, hey, we can sustain if we allow these guys to be aggressive. Yeah, and don't forget about Danny T. He's been stepping it up as a late too, man. My boy grinding. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> That's my guy right there. You know one name we did not mention? Who's Robert that? Quinn. Ugh. <laughs> Every Leonard Floyd sack just makes me die inside. You know, it's this is the thing I'm going to say to you about Quinn. He's been bad, but when you look at the tape on some of that stuff, it's like he's just missing plays, which yeah. you still don't pay a guy that much money to do that. But, man, it's like, bro, this was the guy that we were all so happy about. When, it, when we signed him, we were like, he's an upgrade over Floyd, right? You know, right. he's going to be the best thing ever. He's going to free up Mac. No, same story. Was the same criticism for Floyd, wasn't it? That he was yep. always just, you know, just there but never could finish off. Right. Um, I completely agree with you. I thought the signing was guaranteed to work. And I'm I, that's to me is the biggest disappointment this season. It's been disappointing. Yeah. And, and it's been interesting that the under uh under the radar signings have worked out better for us, like your Mario Edwards Juniors and yeah, Barkevis Mingos and you know Brett Mingo, Urban, guys Mingo like that, right? Flash. I'm glad you said that. Mingo's solid guy. Uh, yeah, we got you, some guys on defense, man. We're loaded. And on that's that off, on the defensive line up to their potential. You know, I, I want more out of that defense. Well, the thing is, the part of the problem, like you all mentioned, really relates to that scheme. It's the scheme we're running. So if we're running this type of scheme to where it's soft coverage, we're not putting a lot of pressure, we're zoning it out, it's kind of hard to put a lot of pressure on these on these uh, opposing um, offenses based upon that scheme. That's a fair point. And I think that, like we've said a lot on this show with Pagano, he's going to have to be aggressive because he was aggressive when he was in Baltimore. And I don't know what changed with his philosophy coming here because you would think, with this team, he would have been even more aggressive because I think that this Bears defense has more talent than that Ravens defense. He played for the Coast to Coast as well. They played aggressive on defense. Yeah, I can see that a little bit, but I think more with that Ravens defense, right? Because he was kind of considered like, you know, that guy and they had some pieces on that defense. The Coast defense, they were good, but the Colts defense then wasn't what it is now, you know? Right. I agree. True. Yeah. But I would just say this, man, we need to see more aggressiveness out of him, you know, because like you said, you guys both talked about that soft coverage, that cover three, and it's all because they don't want to give up the big plays. And like Ira mentioned, it was because they didn't have confidence in the offense. Well, guess what? This offense has scored 30 points in a row for four games straight. So we don't have that type of worry. Turn these guys loose because my second key for this matchup is putting pressure on fucking Rodgers. I want to see that son of a bitch with that smug look on his face after Khalil Mack and Hicks has hit him, and you know how he gets a little salty and shit and his face is all turned up? That's what I want to see. I want to see them frustrate him and put his ass on the fucking ground. You remember those days when Erlacher used to put pressure on Brett Favre? How I used to read him and then go in there and blitz him and hit him? That's what I want to see happen with Aaron Rodgers, with, like you said, with uh, Roquan Smith. If you can do that to play that role, play that, um, play that role that he was playing. Yeah, because the thing about it is during those days, Erlacher had and, and Favre had ultimate respect for one another, but between those lines, man, Erlacher was trying to tee off on that dude, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Favre got the last laugh a lot of times, but you know, it, it is what it is. But I get the point. We get the point here. Yeah, but I, like I, I was first half of, of the 2018 first meeting. Remember that first half, how dominant our pressure was? It was so good. So That's good. what I want to see. I know everyone throws out the stat. You know, his passer rating against the Blitz is incredible. It really is. It is. But 
but you got to get home. You got to get home. Right. Yeah, because with a guy like that, if you give him the time to throw, like you mentioned, Ira, he's going to pick you apart. So I would much rather put a little pressure on the guy and see what happens there, because if he's back in that pocket comfortable comfortable and confident, shit's going to be a long day because he's got those weapons. He's going to get that ball to Tanyan, who a lot of people don't talk about. That kid's a stud. And those weapons that they have on that offense, Aaron Rodgers' numbers look a lot better because of the yards after the catch that these receivers get. And a lot of people don't speak about that. Those screen plays he get, throw a short pass and turn it to like 20 yards. Yeah, that, that adds up. Yeah. I mean, and, and we that had line, that offensive line. They've, the offensive they've line is good. to that line and still probably the best unit in the North this year, once again. I agree. And we did not sack him in week 12. No, we did not at all. And one of the things that we also noticed in that week as well, we didn't have Hicks. So that was a big difference there because um, not having Hicks in that middle, I mean, <laughs> that hurts our pressure. No, it, and it, the it, run support too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. Exactly. And, and speaking of the run support, Ira, I mean, we saw that Jones and Dylan, they racked up over 200 yards against the Titans. And that Titans team is a is an AFC contender. So what do you guys think about that? Because a lot of people have been focused on the Rodgers, the Adams thing. And I don't think they realized that we actually neutralized Adams in that first matchup. I think I'm more concerned with the running game. And I think I brought this up on Twitter this week because we saw what the Jaguars backup running back did to us in the first half of that game. And I was not happy with that at all. So do you guys have any sort of uh, worries or concerns about the running game on Sunday? Oh, absolutely. I know I do. I know what they did since the first game. You know, they ran through the middle and with ease. I mean, they took turns running up the middle. So I'm worried about that. And then, like you say, a backup running back do the same thing to us last week. Yeah, that's concerning because now they're going to eat. And what they did to us, the Packers did the first time, they had a balance attack. They ran the football and they threw the football. So we can't stop the run. You know, we're in trouble. You know, that ain't two-dimensional. <laughs> I'd rather make them one-dimensional than two-dimensional. That's a fair point. But you Three think for I... three, I'm definitely worried about. I think this has been an issue going on for pretty much the entire year with this defense. I think if you're a person who did not appreciate Eddie Goldman and all the dirty work that he did up <laughs> Talk front, to him. you really should now. And then when you lose Hicks and you don't have Goldman, th- then the problem is just, it's almost unfixable at that point. Uh, right. A lot of Nichols love what I've seen from him. A healthy Hicks does help this weekend. I think you really do need to shut Aaron Jones down, get pressure on Rodgers, and, and yep. let someone else other than Devontae beat you. Right. Because yeah. that running game for them has come alive, and that's the last thing we see, need Rodgers to have in his back pocket, right? right. <laughs> exactly. And one and big thing, too, with that, tackling. Tackling, tackling, tackling. That needs to be a point of emphasis all week in practice. The same way that we played against uh, Henry and Cook in the first matchup, that's right. what we need to do on Sunday. Gap integrity, get to these guys and bring them down, right? Open field tackling is going to be really key. I like that idea there. We got to tackle, man. Got to tackle. And then we wanted this, for one thing that I wanted to highlight and get your guys' thoughts on this, with David Montgomery going against this Packers front seven. So in the game Sunday night, we saw how the Packers front seven neutralized Derrick Henry. And I think in this situation, in this game, I still would like our chances to center our offensive game plan around 32. I would love to see him get 25 carries in this ball game. I don't care what they did against Derrick Henry. I believe in Montgomery so much that I think that he could definitely be the big part of us winning on Sunday. What, what do you guys think they're going against that front seven? Oh, that was one of my keys uh, right there, Perez, with uh, Montgomery. You know, run, run, run effectively, run often. Um, I think with him and Mitch, the way we have these plays designed with the bootleg and the rollout, hey, if they're going to stop Montgomery for rushing, that's an easy way for Mitch to roll out, right? 
and now make some good throws down the field. Well, I think that those runs have to be effective to open those things up for, for Mitch. Because if, Absolutely. Do, if it's effective, then yeah, then that field's open for Mitch. They We can shrink that field in half, right? And cut down on his reads that he has to make. Ira, what you think, man? Well, that's part of the thing that concerns me this weekend. I've taken some heat on this on Twitter as well. When you look at who we've, who we've done this against, you know, I give credit to, um, a lot of people don't want to, but I give credit for Nagy for giving it up finally, stubbornly, reluctantly. Laser, <laughs> you know, cutting the field in half and simplifying things, not just for Mitch, but for everybody. A lot of guys right. didn't seem like they knew what they were doing on any given week. That works against subpar defenses. But when you step up in class, simplifying everything, I don't think is going to be as effective. So I think running game wise, that Titans game frustrated me as a, as a football fan. I know it didn't seem like it was working with Derrick Henry in that first half, but I also don't think they committed to it as heavy as they needed to keep Rogers off the field once again and, and stop the bleeding. Even when it's not working, it is working because you're at least keeping that defense honest. So I, I would plug away, Dave, if, if Montgomery does not have 30 carries this weekend, I think it's a fail from a game plan perspective. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was the lone bright spot in week 12. Yeah, 100%. The only other thing that I had on, on this when it comes to this, this game is just really cutting down on the turnovers. Like you mentioned, uh, A-Dub, I think that's going to be key. Uh, we can't have any of the red zone variety. I'm not going to kill Mitch anymore for that. We already went into that on Sunday. No oh. red zone turnovers. We right. have to capitalize in the red zone, right? So if there's an opportunity to score a touchdown, I want that over a field goal. Because going up against this Packers team where they're just putting touchdowns on teams like with ease, it can't be a situation where we're leaning on Santos. And I love Santos, but I want touchdowns in this ball game where where possible. Absolutely. Yeah, man, we can get some touchdowns, execute in the red zone. That's going to be a big key. But the key factor also with that, with us executing the red zone, is I like some of our schemes we're running on the offense in the red zone. Like, for example, we saw with, you know, with Graham and A-Rob on the right side, where they both made a quick move to the inside, right, to where we got a good touchdown. So I think play calling is going to be a big key because we don't want none of that stuff what we did last time, have it um, commit running football and get smashed like that and lose yardage in the red zone. So we can't make mistakes. No, we got to keep it simple, man. Uh, none of this Jets trying to be the – Yeah, none of this being the smartest man in the room bullshit. Let Laser do his job, Nagy. If we got the ball in the one-yard line, give that shit to Montgomery. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Right>. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, I'm a, a lot of you, I went to Twitter. As soon as I saw that play, I was like, fuck this shit, bro. Really? <laughs> <laughs> right. So we got to play smart, man. Keep it simple as well. Yep. What do you guys have for your final score predictions on for Sunday? My prediction, 30 to 28 Bears. We may win this game by two points. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, is that going to be a Cairo Santos uh, game with a field goal? It just might be. <laughs> I can trust him. All right. All right. I can feel that. All right. Bears Twitter. Don't hate me. Pick <laughs> oh, <here laughs> that, <here laughs> <come> that bullshit. <laughs> go with it. Go. Let's go. I want to hear this. I'm going to go Packers 30, Bears 17. Ouch. <laughs> and I hope I am wrong as wrong can be. I really do. That is that just hurt my heart, man. And that and that Khalil Mack football that he won in November. <laughs> I think some air just came out of that football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. And did that football fall off the web you got it over there? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Hey. That's there's funny. No, there's no Tom Brady deflating going there on. There you go. No deflate gate over there in his household. All right. Got you. 
Damn, that one hurt me. Okay, 37. It did. <laughs> man, man, he, he, he kind of took away a little bit of my joy there. Uh, I'm going to go Bears 24. I'm going to go Packers 16. Holding them, holding mm. Aaron Rodgers to 16. 16? 16. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to stand that one. That hasn't been confirmed yet that Aaron Rodgers is playing. I know they won last week, right? Has oh, it been confirmed? They're, they're, oh, they're playing. He's they're playing. They're they're yeah. going for the number one seed, man. Yeah, if Seattle yeah, okay. wins, um, and they lose, and the Seattle's the number one seed. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's shoot. the thing with a lot of Bears fans. They were like, Oh, I want the Packers to win on Sunday because they're gonna uh bench them. I'm like, no, nah, man, they're going for the number one seed. Cause you gotta yeah. think about their thinking. If they can lock up that number one seed at home field, there's a lot of teams like Tennessee did not want to be in Lambeau Field on Sunday. True. Right, <laughs> they, they have that advantage. Plus, they have fans. So a lot of us, you know, our, our states don't have fans in the stands. So they have a true home field advantage there. Yeah, because that weather, no joke, man. Planning that cold weather in Green Bay is tough. It really is. And once you get hit in that cold weather, you feel it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, so this is the thing, man. The Bears, as we have mentioned for the last couple of weeks, a dub. We control our own destiny. Right. I don't even care about the Cardinals and the Rams game because if we win on Sunday, then we're in, and that's all that matters, right? Right. And so that's just where I'm at with this thing. I, I it don't also give a wouldn't feel good if we lost and then the Rams won and we kind of like limped ass backwards into the playoffs. Yeah, like backdoor in. No. Yeah, right. that wouldn't be a good feeling. Really wouldn't. No. I don't feel like we earned it then. I don't feel like we would have earned that, you know, that, that, that playoff appearance. I want us to win, man. I really do. Because therefore, we, we're streaking right now. We won a few games. Hopefully we keep the streak alive and look good going to the playoffs and look scarier, right? Because now people are looking like, whoa, the Bears turning it up a little bit. So we probably can be scarier if we make it. Well, you don't, like you said, you don't want to limp into the playoffs. Um, and right now we have the benefit of basic people now like looking like, oh, wait, this team is turning it up a little bit. And But isn't it kind of interesting, guys, that we're at the point now where our offense, we have a lot of confidence in what they're doing, but we're kind of looking at the defense a little side-eyed right now. Yeah, man, our defense do scare me. I'm not going to lie to you because I'm not sure which one's going to show up. We've been bitching about it for the past few weeks because we've given up a lot of points. So I don't know which one is going to really show up. I really don't. What is your confidence level in the offense, both of you guys? I think in this game, they can easily put up another 30-point performance. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, they can that's do if they keep. That's if they keep. What they're selling. Yeah, I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and I'm going to put my money uh, where my mouth is, too, on FanDuel this weekend, too. But I, I definitely feel it, man. I, I think as long as we keep that uh that uh the play calling balanced, Nagy, you know, stays away from his headset during the game, I feel very good about it. Yeah, and the thing is, the way we've been the way we've been scoring, you know, I understand we haven't been playing against some of the toughest teams, but the way we're doing it, how we're doing it, that gives me hope, you know, because I think now we're utilizing Montgomery more. So I like that aspect of things. So we continue doing that and continue to get our weapons involved, I think that gives me hope. Because the thing is, we didn't look that bad last game against them. It's just that we made some bad plays, some turnovers that really hurt, that cost us. And I thought Mitch made some of those key passes. I mean, remember that commit drop and that Robinson drop in the end zone that could have kept the score close? It's like key things like that happening, turnovers, right, that hurt us. Now, if we don't get those turnovers, maybe the game stayed close. Second half could probably look a little different. It could be. I don't know, man. I don't know. That week 12 game, man, that shit was pretty awful to me. Um, we it, The score was only close to me, like, in that second half when they scored, like, some of those meaningless uh, points. Garbage touchdown. Yeah. 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 I mean, because think about it. It was 27-3 to three after the fumble. 
So most people at that point were like, man, this shit's a wrap. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because we kind of like, that first few couple possessions, we looked good driving it down the field. But again, we couldn't execute in red zone. I mean, like I said, I remember Mitch threw that interception. That hurt, right? It's like we had a little momentum going. Then he threw that interception there. Then he threw one to Mooney that was interception. We had a little momentum going. So you think about those drives right there. If we score on those drives that then lead to turnovers, the game probably could look a little closer going into halftime. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> could look a little closer. I get you. Yeah. So, Barbara, what, what you think, man, with the offense? And we're going to get out of here in a second. I am I'm not a believer. I, okay. I, I give them credit because they're doing what they should be doing against bad defenses. It is <laughs> different with, with Bill Lazor. Night and day different with Mitch over Foles. Okay. Truthers, right. I said that for you. Night and day different. <laughs> it really is. I don't ever wish to see Nick Foles again. No. <laughs> uh, Fuck but, him. It, but, you know, it's not even just a Mitch thing. It's, it's a Bears in general thing. Until you beat Green Bay with something mm-hmm. on the line, you're not going to get any of my hope or anything. You're just not going to do it to me anymore. 2013, I think, was the last year against the Packers I had hope. And Randall Cobb caught that fourth and eight touchdown. Oh, God, don't bring that up. Ugh. And then after that, it was like, no, until they do it, I'm not believing it. 2018, that, that, the division winning game, was that really like a dominant offensive performance? No, that was all our defense. Yeah. It was all the defense. So I want to see a dominant offense. Even if they lose, if the offense puts up 30 mm-hmm. and not garbage time, I will give them their credit. I will buy what they are selling at that point. That's the yep. fair statement. That's a fair That's statement. And I, and I hope that I hope that you're wrong because this is my thing. Me too. I, and I can understand where, <laughs> I understand, I understand where your heartbreak comes from because for me, it was the Cutler game, right? You know, I'm a season ticket holder and I was at that game when he got hurt and then we trotted out Collins and we trotted out Haney and that was a winnable game, right? Yeah. And that shit, that hurt, man. I've never been able to let go of that loss. So I understand that one in that fourth and eight. Those are some of those Packers games that I still, I just like, I can't even talk about that. <laughs> well, well, 17 of uh, 2010 when we had a chance to, to keep him out, you know? Right. Yes. That's yes. the one that hurts me the most right there right? because yeah. we let them back in and we let them get in playoffs and then they beat us in the playoffs. So to me, that hurts me more than anything else to seeing that, Hey, a team we let get in turned out to kick our butts. Well, if I'm being honest, they all hurt, but uh, I'll yeah. say this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this game on Sunday. Ira, before you get out of here, man, for any of our listeners that don't follow you, Give us your Twitter follow. And, man, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show tonight, brother. I appreciate both you and A-Dub every week doing what you guys are doing, taking your time out. You know, I'm going to drop you a thing after we get off here, of course, as always, try and reach as many people as possible. Two up-and-coming guys who are doing it the right way. So thank you, guys. Um, and and good people, you know, from the heart. It's not just a persona. It's, it's real. Appreciate and, that. And what and what the hell was I supposed to say? I lost my train of thought. Yeah, man, you 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 you. Hey, you was going beautiful, man. I was feeling good about myself. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right. I'm gonna listen yeah. to that shit about five times when this hey. episode drops. <laughs> Fuck plugging me. I'm just going to plug you guys. <laughs> Who cares about your biscuits and gravy? Uh, Twitter handles underscore bear down loyal. Um, if you got uh, some Bray merchandise you want to send my way, anybody? What's up? Tennessee Cannon, let's do this. <laughs> no, nah, but, you know, I, I'm a diehard fan. Follow me. We're, we're probably not going to agree a whole lot, but everybody's opinion is valued, and that's that's what it is. It's all opinion. I'm just having fun. No, nah, man, we hey, we love you, brother, man. Thank you for jumping on with us. He's a great follow. Man, he's been rocking with us since the beginning. We appreciate it, man. And, dude, all the, all the best, bro. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for jumping on. Much respect, brother.
Hey, appreciate you guys. Two-way street. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep listening. All right, man. Peace out, brother. Bear down. Hey, Dub, man. That was good, man, having our brother Ira on the show. Man, glad to see him on, man. Thanks for having him on the show, for sure. Yes, sir, man. Before we get out of here, we, we told our audience that we we're going to have multiple giveaways this week. So we want to do something for our loyal listeners, right? So right. we do a lot of giveaways on Twitter, and we're happy for anybody that happens to win some of these things. But we want to give something here special for people that listen to our show week in and week out, right? So we're going to basically give away an autographed Steve McMichael photo. What we what to what you need to do to qualify for this is when we post the link to this episode on Thursday morning, you need to like and retweet that post and then DM a dub and I and give us one of your keys for the Bears to beat Green Bay on Sunday. And what we're gonna do is every person that basically registers for the contest, we throw your name in a hat, and then we're gonna announce the winner on Saturday morning for that contest. So, again, retweet a like that post that goes up Thursday morning. DM us one key for the Bears to beat Green Bay, and we'll announce that winner on Saturday. Easy enough. We just want to do something a little special for people that are listening to us week in and week out. May the best person win. That's right. And then lastly, you guys know for the last couple of Sundays, we were basically offering up a Richard Dent autograph photo. And there were some people that have been really close to getting that. So what we're going to do for this contest is we're going to do a special announcement on Sunday morning. We're going to switch it up a little bit. We're not going to do score predictions on this, uh, but we're going to do a different twist on it. And basically, uh, we're going to definitely make sure that this is something that people will actually be able to obtain in week 17 here. So be on the lookout for that. So multiple giveaways this week. We appreciate all the support. The month of December. We have had our, our, our largest month of downloads. We hit over 1,000 this month. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, without further ado, A-Dub, on to sign us off. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. You can now find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, in addition to Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. On our next episode, we will be joined by special guest Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus as we recap the Week 17 matchup against the Packers. Bear Nation, come down with us. Peace.